Hello, and welcome to another episode of Learn American English with this guy. It's episode 60. And this episode comes from the live English class that I did on May 14th. And the way YouTube uploads the live videos, it usually takes several hours for them to be available for me to download so I can put them on the podcast. So often when I put up a live class, it's a day late. For instance, today, my wife, Jamie, joined me for a live class and it went about a half an hour long. And I will upload that tomorrow. So it'll be a day behind. So if you are listening to this on the day that it comes out, you will notice that the class is one day behind. But I would like to give a couple shout outs. And one is for Cecilia from Argentina. She left me some very nice messages on the Anchor podcast app and I would love to play them for you but for some reason the audio is a little spotty it skips around a little bit but I do want to tell Cecilia how much I appreciate her listening and she listens while she sleeps so I have been meaning to yell really loudly during the podcast to wake her up but that's just a joke I won't do that but uh, Marcelo from Argentina nope nope sorry 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 Marcelo from Brazil left a very nice message and I will play that for you guys his English is great he must have been learning English for some years now. And if your English isn't as good as Marcelo's, or Cecilia has great English as well, don't get discouraged. I'm sure that Marcelo and Cecilia have been speaking English for a long time, probably have been studying for many, many years. It takes many years to become fluent in a language, and I hope this podcast is helping you become more fluent. So the next voice you'll hear will be Marcelo's, and he has asked me to continue with the Presidents series. I've done the first 10 Presidents. We have 45, I believe. I think Donald Trump is our 45th president. So yes, I do need to get back to the presidents. They just haven't been as popular as some other videos. In the description for this episode, you will see a playlist with all of the videos that my wife Jamie has been in. So if you don't want to wait until tomorrow to hear the audio, 
you can actually see the video on YouTube now. So I hope you enjoy the episode. I will be thinking of the President's podcast and episode, Marcelo, soon. I will put together some research and do Presidents 11 through 15 shortly. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you have a little extra time, check out the YouTube channel. If you haven't, think about subscribing. I do go live every day, and I know in your country you may not get YouTube, but you may have access to this podcast, which is why I do like uploading some of the live classes to this podcast, because that might be the only way you have access to them. And tomorrow, I will upload episode 61, and that will be the live class with Jamie. And if you have an opportunity to leave a review on Apple Podcasts for this podcast, I would certainly appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening in whichever country you are, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hi, Branch. He is Marcelo from Brazil. I don't know if you remember me. Uh, I watch your live stream on your YouTube every day. But uh, these days I'm not watching because I'm working. And I don't have time for watching your live stream. But uh, I listen to your podcast every day. Help is It's very helpful to me. I want to give to you a trip about your podcast. If possible, can you make a podcast about your American presidents? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, hello there. How are you? Nice to see so many of you in here. Mary, Naima, Rod, how are you? Lena, welcome back. Who's in here? Sergey, Sharaf, <coughs> excuse me. Thought, yeah, Sergey. Sergey's here too. What is going on? Welcome, everyone. Nicholas is moving to his PC, huh? Well, if you are new here, I think everybody has been here before. Beersloff, how are you? Um, don't forget to subscribe if you haven't subscribed yet. Mary's got some questions already. After this video, I'll mention it probably a couple times, but there's the video that Jamie and I did a couple days ago about Southern slang. Our last one will be right after this. So what's the difference? Whoa, these are very different, Mary. Let's see, what's the difference between pedestrian 
destination, and fate. Let's talk about pedestrian for, oh, oh, whoa, 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 sorry, predestination. Okay, that's a little bit different. Uh, predestination and destination. Okay, let's talk about predestination and fate together. Destination is when you're on a trip and it's the place that you want to go. It's the place that you want to go. So if you're on a uh, bus trip and your destination is New York City, that's where the bus will end up. That's where it will stop for the last time. But fate and predestination are much different. Pre meaning before. Anytime you see pre in English, think of before. Uh, so when you talk about predestination or fate, it gets into a little bit of like religion or what you believe life is all about. If you believe in predestination, whatever we plan to do has already been planned for us. We are predestined to whatever. It's basically saying our lives are out of our control. It is in the hands of something else above us. Predestination. Fate is when you talk about it's just it's supposed to happen. It was fate that I met Jamie and we fell in love. It kind of takes the, the guesswork or it kind of takes our motives out of it, saying that it was supposed to happen already. Fate. I hope that I explained that as well as I could in fairly simple English, but those are some pretty heady topics. They're, they're, um, they're out there. You're getting into a little philosophy, and it's hard to explain on a rather easy level, I guess. Whew, that's a tough one. Way to, way to start us off, Mary. Ah, uh, Mateo. Oh, very nice. Workout. I'm actually doing, Mateo said he is using uh, my playlist as a, as a workout. And I'm actually going to be doing some phrasal verb videos. And of course, workout is one of them because it's so different from actually working, working. So I got work on, work through. It's a tough one. Yeah, Nicholas, fate is definitely about, we, sometimes we call it big picture things. Big picture Big picture. What's life all about? What is, why are we on this planet? Some pretty heady topics. Ibrahim, welcome from Egypt. Rolfi's here. What is going on? E. Ray Elher, what is going on? What is going on? Glad to see so many in here. Um, I had to go later yesterday. So we had, we had a nice little group. I went for a while, I think uh, over an hour, until my brain started whew, thinking about fate and predestination, how to explain those. 
Wow, I'm way ahead. I'm way ahead. There are no questions. So I will ramble. I will ramble. Um, it seems like there's something new <clears throat> that I wanted to tell you. My son is actually out biking with some of his friends. And that's pretty new for us. Seeing that our cases are so low. Um, I don't believe they're wearing masks. So there is a little bit of a risk there. But the neighbors across the street had, I think, three families over. And their kids and their kids were playing. So we are starting to open up a little bit. We're starting to take away the quarantine, the stay-at-home order. It's loosening. We sometimes say that. It's loosening. It's becoming less restrictive. Loosening. I don't know, uh, Rod. I Sometimes, like, just dear sir, dear madam... Especially if you are, especially if you're writing a letter, you really, dear sir, dear madam, those work. Really polite way. You could switch it up a little bit. You could change it around a little bit, but that works. When I'm addressing my students, I often say, ladies and gentlemen, even though they're a bit younger, you know, they're like I've said before, 12 and 13, but ladies and gentlemen, when addressing a whole group works. Um, but sir, I mean, ma'am, you could always throw in a ma'am. That works, ma'am. I think I spelled that correctly. Ah, Ralphie. That's a good question. Because we've we always just use that in our for God's sake, um, just for the sake of it. Wow, what does that actually mean? The sake? Um, I've never thought of that. I think it would literally translate to like. Like for the interest of, like in, like for God's sake, meaning like for, for his respect or whatever. It's a difficult one to literally translate because they've just become such common things to say. Just, just for the sake of it means just, just do it because, just do it because, meaning you know, just, just do it to do it. Just do it to do it. It's a different one. Ah. Vierschlaf. Here is a good one right here. Dress up and dress down. I know I have talked about this in one of my other videos long, long time ago. A couple months ago. When you dress up, that means, and I think... Most people would know posh. We don't use that in the United States. But, and sometimes you can be too dressed up. Too dressed up. 
For example, if you wore a fancy, fancy is also what we use instead of posh. This is for dressing up, fancy. I don't know what this means, but dress to the dress to the nines. That's also an idiom we might say. So if you have a uh, high school prom, if most of you have heard that, you're going to dress up for a high school prom. You're going to put on your Sunday best is also another term for dressing up. You're going to put on your Sunday best. Um, dressing down. is maybe how you would go to do groceries, at least in the United States. You can wear jeans, you can wear a t-shirt. You, know, you don't have to dress up to go to uh, shopping. I think I might've said overdress too. I think I, um, that's what I use, overdressed. Maybe that's two words, overdressed. So that's like uh, when you're too dressed up for something. So if you went to McDonald's in a tuxedo, we would say that you're overdressed, overdressed. I know you didn't ask all that, but I figured I would throw that in for extra. Okay, Mary's wondering, what's the difference between an expat? You might hear that term, okay, expat. What's the difference between an expatriate or an expat, we often say expat, and a refugee. So a refugee is fleeing because of violence. So a refugee does not move by choice. An expat moves by choice. Hope that made sense there. Oh my gosh, Ibrahim, what? Oh, please pronounce. Ooh, I thought you asked me to... Tell the difference between. All right, I think I can do this. I think I can. All right, that first one is conscience. Conscience. The next one is conscious. Conscious. And the last one is consciousness. Consciousness. Oh my gosh. Those are all, again, very heady. Like literally heady. I think I spelled that right. Uh, because it's all dealing with the mind right there. Some high level stuff. Mateo, fudgy. We would often, like, we would say something that's really chocolatey could be fudgy. Fudgy or fudge, fudge. It comes from fudge. Oh man, get me hungry for some chocolate right now. Fudgy brownies. That's a great term for fudgy brownie. It just means really, really chocolatey. Always a good thing. Fudgy. No, I didn't know that. Amir. There's a restriction on the internet in Kashmir. I had no idea. Kashmir, wow, what an interesting place. Definitely stuck in the middle, right in the middle of Indian and 
Pakistani relations. Wow. Kashmir, awesome. Well, welcome. Welcome back. Yeah, Rod, for God's sake. I like that. Yeah, that would work too. On like God's behalf, on the behalf of God. We talk about God's for God's sake. But when we use for God's sake, it's always, almost always out of frustration. And some might consider that a mild swear. Ah, oh, for God's sake, will you put your seatbelt on? I'm ready to leave. We often say it as a as a as a swear. Um, somebody asked a couple days ago about God, taking God's name in vain. That would be a mild way to do it when you say for God's sake. Oh, Aroni. I saw Aroni go shopping this morning. It was uh, it was so strange. The the funniest thing. I don't know. Funny is the right word. But I saw Erroni shopping, grocery shopping, and you couldn't buy children's toys because those were non-essential. They weren't necessary. But you could buy makeup or cosmetics. Mm. I felt bad. I feel bad for the parents who have little kids and they are stuck inside, and maybe they just need a toy, a new toy. Ooh. Ah, for the sake. Okay, to help. Uh, that makes sense. That makes sense. But <laughs> when we say for God's sake, it's, uh, it's not to help anybody. It's just like get moving. Oh, my gosh. For God's sake, please be quiet. Manuel, how are you? How are you? Welcome. Oh, Jamie is Jamie is actually um, on her mobile as well. She's on her mobile phone. She's with my son who is with his friends biking in the woods. They're biking in the woods. Phrasal verbs with duck. So they, uh, I don't think any of them have anything to do with the animal that you might know, duck. So you could say duck down. If there is something low and you're walking through and you don't want the person to bump their head, you might say, hey, duck down a little bit. Duck down. It means like to crouch down. Crouch is another one. Crouch down. Scoot down. We love that. Scoot down, crouch down, duck down. Um, you might hear like duck over, meaning to visit somewhere quickly. Hey, after work, I'm going to duck over to the supermarket. Do you need anything? Those are the only ones I can think of right now. Duck in. But it all, it all has to do with a quick movement. Duck over. Duck in. I don't know if duck in is one. Duck down. Hope that helps. There are there are a couple. Usually when I talk about phrasal verbs, I do research before. So just so I don't forget any. Sometimes it's hard to come up with them off the top of my head. 
off the top of my head without research, just by thinking right now. So, Ralphie, you are welcome. You are welcome. Oh, Brian, welcome. Lobo, Mr. Lobo, how are you? Welcome back. Um, we don't use pill anymore like that. When you're talking about dork and pill, um, my mom might say, oh, don't be a pill. It just means like someone who bugs you, someone who bothers you, a pill. Sometimes a pill is just a boring person. They don't want to do anything. Maybe, oh, you want to go catch a movie on Friday night? Nah, I'll just stay here. Oh, do you want to go out to eat on Saturday? Nah, I'm good. I just stay at home. That would be a pill. Um, a dork? So in the United States, uh, playing sports will often make you popular in high school. And dorks, we usually say that about people in high school. <clears throat> they would A dork is not into sports. Um, they might be into books. So being a dork is not always bad, but um, some synonyms for dork, geek, nerd, um, dweeb, geek, nerd, dweeb. Might be forgetting one, but yeah. So a dork is not always bad. What's going on, bro? Ooh, someone with some Cyrillic letters. Privet, privet. Um, the number one language watching my YouTube channel right now is Russian. Russian. I think Ukrainian is seventh. English is second. Italian is fourth. I believe Portuguese is third. Japanese and Vietnamese is up there as well. And French, I believe. So thank you. Whatever language you speak, thank you so much. If you haven't subscribed yet, we do this every day during quarantine. So you might want to subscribe. All right. I saw something here. As an English teacher, when you're writing, my students do this all the time. You might want to do that. You're welcome. You are. You are welcome. Because remember, this your is showing possession. Showing possession. Just in case anybody wanted to know. William, you're welcome. Prego, prego. Ah, to the person with the Cyrillic name. Since I can't pronounce your name, I'll say Kaktila. Kaktila. Wow. Um, Nicholas, let's let's try to dissect this word here. Let's try to there's, there's there's two ways with what you spelt there. You could talk about lead, which is a very heavy metal. Lead. Definitely heavier than tin. Lead. Sometimes pipes to carry water to the house are made of lead and that's how it's spelled but then you could also lead lead it's the opposite of follow so maybe you lead a pack of students 
down the hall. Maybe you are a leader, someone who, you know, you probably heard this one too. That's what we call a person who leads. So very different uh, pronunciations, very different definitions. Lead and led, spelled the same way. All right. Manuel. Emmanuel. Emmanuel. Can you please explain the difference about address? Oh, like a verb. All right. Address. So you notice how I said that? Address. Here's another one of these words spelled the same way, pronounced differently. So address is where you live, right? You live at an address. And of course, that's a noun. It's not, that's not what Emmanuel is asking. Address. But if you want to use that same word as a verb, you have to change the pronunciation. And you have to change it to address. Address. And that means to speak to someone. And it's a little bit more formal. Um, maybe somebody is giving a speech and they are addressing the crowd. Addressing the crowd means they're delivering a message. Address. Hope that makes sense. It's a bit, bit tough right there. Ah, Amir, thank you. Welcome back. I hope that the um, internet situation in Kashmir can, can uh, get better. All right, Sergey, welcome, welcome. If I say it is not possible, does it mean that it is possible? No. Nope. Okay, wait. It is not possible? No. It means it's not going to happen. It can't be done. You can't not like him. Oh, okay. So this is different, right? Okay. So you can't not like him. So this is an effective use of double negative. Right. You should not use a double negative. But let me tell you what this means here. And this is okay. People might say this. Maybe this guy is just awesome. Maybe he's like the best. And you like, you can't not like him. It's just finding a different way to emphasize that this guy is great. There's no way you can't not like him. Yeah. But that that you can use that. You can't not like him. It's just like chocolate ice cream to me. You can't not like chocolate ice cream. But of course, there are a lot of people, strangely, that don't like chocolate ice cream. Amir, I'm glad you're here, buddy. Glad you're here. No way. I didn't know about that in Iran. So Mary is saying that you need a VPN. And I know that for uh, China, you know, a VPN is helpful. I mean, it's, I think it's necessary. Oh, you're welcome for the tips. Virschlaf. So in the United States, you will almost always hear cell phone. You'll almost always hear cell phone. I often say mobile just because I think that's what most people are familiar with. So sometimes you hear mobile device, mobile device, because yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So if you hear mobile device, in the United States, that will mean cell phones, but it will also mean iPads. So mobile, just meaning you can walk around with it. But if someone says, hey, what do you have in your hand? Nobody in the United States will say, this is my mobile phone or my mobile phone. It's my cell phone, 100%. Cell phone. Crunch time, Rod. Crunch time. That means that you have a deadline. You have something that's due. So maybe you have a test tomorrow, Friday, and you've had all week to study. Maybe you did study, but crunch time means the deadline is almost here and you need to get even more prepared. Crunch time. It's like all the time has been compressed or crunched into the last little bit before it's due. Sharef, I can. Not sure exactly what it means. Homogeny. Homogeny. I believe is how we pronounce that. Homogeny. Don't know. I cannot think of what it means right now. Homogeny. That's how you that's how you pronounce it though. Uh yeah, 100 percent Manual. Duck over, drop by. Same thing. Nice job. Nice job. William, I'm glad to hear that. Improving your English. Mm. So Amir, I can I can talk about that. Um, but if your internet is cut off, I don't think an e a VPN will help you. In certain countries, and I, I think India is, is a lot like the United States, you know, you have access to lots of information, right? In countries like <clears throat> Iran and China, um, they're, they're just restrictive. The government, I almost included North Korea, but I think they're even more restrictive. So I think China and Iran are good countries to compare where the government has a lot of control over the citizens. So a VPN will allow you, you do have access to the internet, but what it does is it changes the country you're from. So instead of having, um, we call it an IP address, there's that word again, address, Instead of having an IP address from spelled that wrong, IP address from Iran, where it's very controlled, you can say that you are in Sweden or you're in the United States, and it can just open up way more websites. But if the internet is shut off, the VPN won't help because you need the internet. Yeah, those are all very similar, Naima. Those are all very similar. 
off the top of my head is when you're trying to think of something, um, pop into my mind. Maybe it's like a really quick thought coming into your mind, spring into my mind. That would be the same. Mary, another great one. Okay. I bet most people know imagination, right? That is when you are creating pictures in your mind, you're creating thoughts, you're creating different stories in your mind. You're imagining them. Hallucination is different. And this often comes from, you know, being on drugs, hallucination, or it could come from lack of sleep. But this is when your mind is making up things that aren't really there. So if you are hallucinating, you might be seeing like dragons fly by, but you might think they're real. And it could be because of the um, drugs that you have taken or a lack of sleep. Or if you're really, really sick and you have a high fever, sometimes you can hallucinate or you can have a hallucination. I hope that helps. Oh, interesting. Matteo, an Italian. For, so what does that literally translate to? Like for the love of the sky? For the love of the sky? <laughs> How do I say wolf in Italian? William? I think it's lupo, right? Lupo. In bocca al lupo. There are other, sorry, just jumped on me. Just jumped on me. <laughs> sorry, Mary, about the government's policy. All right, Rod is talking about something kind of in my wheelhouse. It's something I know. It's uh, Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill. Oh, the idiom, the title? I don't know if she made that up. If you're talking about Jagged Little Pill, that might be a Canadian thing. She is Canadian. But I do think she's meaning, I think she's meaning some medicine that hurts her. That's the only thing I can think of. I'm not sure, though. Yeah, Adam, you could definitely address a problem. Yep, that means you need to take care of it. Maybe we've talked about elephant in the room before. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So maybe there is some kind of a problem that nobody really wants to talk about. But then somebody has to address it. Somebody has to figure it out. Somebody has to mention it. Did I say a pack of students, Naima? Collective nouns. I do want to, I've been meaning to do collective nouns for animals. That would just be a fun thing, but we have some crazy collective nouns. For example, don't look it up. That would be cheating. 
Does anybody know the collective noun for crows? If you have a blank of crows on your lawn, crows, those nasty, ugly birds. There was a crow in one of my live streams, the live stream in the snow, a crow, collective noun for that. Yeah, you could say a group of students, a pack of students, pack of wolves, actually, that's the collective noun for pack of wolves. And when I say pack of children, they're probably not acting the best. They could be acting like wolves. Uh, yeah, chocolate ice cream, Sharef, is my guilty pleasure, no question. We have talked about guilty pleasures. I have to be careful of guilty pleasures these days because I'm not working out. I'm not moving a lot. And I'm eating a lot. Oof. Oh, as uh, as yet, Mary's wondering, like, what would we say? We could say, uh, as of yet, um, as of yet, the uh, coronavirus has not disappeared. It's just like when we say, at this time, as of yet, same thing, at this time. As of yet, <clears throat> I have not been working out enough. Ah, oh, very nice. That's lit. Manual. Nice. Yeah, duck in. It means just quickly, like drop by. Quickly get in there. You can't stay long. I'm just going to duck in for a minute, see what's going on. Virschloff, great question. Uh, between pants and trousers, there's no difference. It's just in the United States, we call them pants. And in uh, England, Britain, UK, they call them trousers. I think in Canada, they might call them trousers also. Older Americans might say trousers, but we don't. Oh, Brian, I'm sorry. Somebody asked me about an Italian word. Lupo. That was Italian. Sorry. Mm. Oh, loop is French? Who's hallucinating? I might be. I might be hallucinating a little bit. Ah, Amir, glad to help. Glad to help. Now, Brian's asking me if I'm hallucinating. I don't think so. But I guess I wouldn't know, though. Uh, Rod is wondering... I don't think we would say that. No. We wouldn't talk about being in crunch time. You would just say, like, it's, it's crunch time. We need to get to work. It's crunch time. Um, yeah. No, we wouldn't say either of those, Rod.
Yusef, welcome from Turkey. Welcome. Oh, Mary, you are so true. The Iranian people deserve way more than their government. Absolutely. Yeah, Rod, you and I are about the same age. So um, when Jamie and I first, my wife, Jamie, if you're new, when Jamie and I first got together, a jagged little pill from Alanis Morissette was huge. She has that song, Ironic. If you're old enough, you might remember that. Ironic. Night Owl. Is that a question for me? Night Owl. That's someone who likes to stay up at night. They are more, more productive, maybe. They get more work done at night, or at least they like to stay up late. The opposite of that is an early bird, which I am more of an early bird. Uh, the rest of my family during quarantine now seem like they are night owls. So I will go to bed. Let's see. So my daughter last night, I went to bed like three hours earlier than she did. She woke up a little later. <clears throat> we, um, we normally wouldn't let our kids stay up that late. But, uh, you know, during this coronavirus time, just things are different. So it's, I think it's really hard on kids, really hard on kids because so many of their activities have been canceled. It's really, really rough. So we've been, we have relaxed with our rules. We've relaxed. Yeah, sure. Manuel, I hope I'm saying your name correctly. Paulino. Um, clown and crown. All right? Clown and crown. Clown and crown. All right, Rod, what, what, what we got going on here? I always wonder when we call for assistance to a company, they ask us, what, are, what is your issue today? Not problem. Oh, it's just a synonym issue. Looks like you're having some issues. That would mean problems. Yeah. Sometimes issues and problems are exactly the same. Exactly the same. Oh, Nicholas. Okay. Yeah, this can get a little tricky. I don't know how the British use it, so I can really only use it as an American. But if, if we say the pavement, that's actually like the tar. We might call it tar, or we might call it blacktop, or we might call it hot top. Maybe two words. Hot top. That's just the pavement is the black stuff that goes on the road to make it smooth. The pavement. Um, and we don't say roadway. Although anyone would know what that means in the United States. But we'd probably just call it the street. And then we have, I think, one of their, we have the sidewalk. 
the sidewalk, which is where the people walk along the side of the road. There's a good preposition there, along the side of the road. I hope that, I hope that helps. Don't know how it, how it means when the, um, the British use it though. Mirani, how are you? When your phone is bugged, that means somebody is listening in on the call. Somebody that you don't want to be listening. So the government, sometimes you hear this too. Maybe your phone is wiretapped. Both of those mean that maybe you're being investigated and the government or the authorities are listening in on your calls. Mm, Sergey has a question for the Italian speakers in the room. Um, I don't know if anybody, uh, Amir, just because um, I know you're from India, you're from Kashmir. Um, yeah, I'm interested in Kashmir though. Because I, I imagine some people would like to join Pakistan. Some people would like to stay with India. And some people might even want to become their own country. But And I know, I know India is huge. But what's his name? Carl Rock, I think. I was watching a video of his yesterday. And he was at a thieves market. A thieves market? Five o'clock in the morning. Where he was looking at jeans... And just a whole bunch of things that were knockoffs. Some were knockoffs and some weren't. And we were just talking about knockoffs in here yesterday. So Carl Rock, if I like to learn a little bit about India, sometimes I watch him. Oh, Virslav, of course I have. Double talking jive. I have. Double talking jive, get the money. Blank. Yeah, there's a, bit, there's a swear word in there that I won't say. Love double talk and jive. I've heard of it. Um, double talk and jive means, um, so if you're double talking, that means you're like you're lying. Jive is not, that was more used in like the 70s. But if somebody is, um, they might have made the term up. But it means you're talking out of both sides of your mouth. That's another way to say that somebody is lying. You're talking out of both sides of your mouth. So you might be telling me one thing, but then you're telling them another thing, and both can't be true. So you're lying to someone. Double talking jive. That's a good song, man. That's a good song. Yeah. Ironic. You ought to know. Really good. Man, What there was a song on there that... Man, um, I think she started the phrase Alanis Morissette. At least it was the first time I heard it. Friends with benefits. Friends with benefits. Something about maybe Doctor Or maybe that's the name of the song, Friends with Benefits. That might be the song. I'm not sure. It's a good song. 
Ah, so Abraham, when someone passes away, yeah, my condolences work. Sometimes that is the best thing to say, oh, my condolences. Just means like all of my sorries are for you. Um, you know, depending on someone's religious beliefs, they might say, you know, he or she. You might say, oh, they're in a better place now. They're in a better place now. Um, you know, my my thoughts are with you and your family. Those are a couple nice things to say right there. Yep, 100%, Mary. Copycat and, yeah, copycat, always a negative thing. It means someone's not being original. Yep, 100%. 100%. No, I don't know what that is. Yeah, exactly. Um, bug is often bug is often when you're bothering. You know, it's another and um, you know maybe when my children were younger, I'd be like, "Stop bugging your sister, bugging, annoying, annoying." Oh man, who's my favorite actor? Man, for a while, pretty much like anything that Brad Pitt did, I was in. Back in the day, back in the day, he did like Ocean's Eleven. He did uh, Seven Years in Tibet. He did The Devil's Own. Yeah, I was a big, uh, who now though? I can't think of anybody now. I mean, I like a lot of what Bradley Cooper has done in the past. I don't know. Who, who are some of your favorite actors? Anybody have any uh, thoughts on that? Favorite actor? Or actress? Um, on TV right now, it's Steve Carell. Steve Carell. And he is um, coming out with a new movie on Netflix, I think, or a TV show. My daughter was talking about that. Like Jane Lynch is in it. And she's amazing in whatever she does. Man, Hamoud... I do like fast food sometimes. You know, sometimes you just have a craving for some fast food. <clears throat> Excuse me. But if I had my choice, it would definitely be um, homemade. Homemade. And here's the interesting thing. I did a little research on this. If somebody makes the food for you, it tastes better. I promise. If you make the food yourself, it doesn't taste as good. Because you are smelling the food all the while you are cooking it. 
But if somebody puts a plate in front of you and you hadn't made it yourself, you will get all those smells for the first time as you're eating it. So it literally, if somebody else cooks it, it tastes better. Uh, not the doctor. That's a good one. Yeah, um, we're talking about Jagged Little Pill still. Yeah, I think it's the last song on the album. And I had a live version of uh, Not the Doctor. I don't know if I bought a single, but I think it was kind of rare at the time. It's really good. All right, I hope that means me. When it comes to teaching English, I'm killing it. I think I'm going to pretend if that's not what you mean, that's what I'm, I'm going to interpret. Nice. Oh, really? Underwear. Um, sometimes for men's underwear in the United States, we'll say like um, huh, skivvies. S-K-I. I don't use this term, but I don't even know how to spell it. But I think it might be that way. Skivvies. That could be underwear. Um, oh, I think in the UK they also say, don't they say bloomers? Maybe that's for women's underwear. Bloomers. No, Hamoud. Uh, yeah, I normally do wear glasses. I normally do, but I don't want to. The glasses that I have are just ones that I pick up in the store. And they work really well when I'm like studying on my phone or, or whatever. But for me to read this, and the, it would be, it would give me a headache from going down. But I, I do need glasses. Hey boy. Ever since I hit 40, right when I hit 40, seemed like my eyesight went down. So Hamoud, you are so right. You are so right. So if I miss a question, can I blame it on my bad eyesight? How about, I'm going to do that from now on, okay? Maybe, well, it's still because I'm a boomer. Still because I can't see things. I'm a boomer. Anthony Hopkins. Oh. One of my favorites. One of my favorites. There is a movie that nobody likes. And it's a bit sappy. And it's a bit romantic. But Brad Pitt is in it. And Anthony Hopkins is too. And it's called Meet Joe Black. Love this movie. This was in probably my top ten movies of all time, at one time. It's not anymore. But man, Anthony Hopkins is amazing. He has a line in that movie where he says, 60 years, don't they go by in a blink? I think that's what it is. And it's just like how your life, when you get older and you look back at it, it's like the blink of an eye. So quick. Hmm, Gleb, I need to think about this. Okay, so he's 
talking about verbs that use get kind of as a helping verb. Um, I'm not sure if we, I don't think we would call them a phrasal verb here. But to get married, to get lost, to get dressed, and others. Also the verb. Oh. Yeah, um, there. Uh, I think may, maybe am. Can we can we substitute get for am in most of those? So I'm going to get married on Sunday. I am getting married. We still have to use get. I am getting married. I am lost. I got lost. I am getting lost. Man, I don't know. Sometimes I think you just need the get there. The get. Hey, don't come in right now. I'm getting dressed. I think you need get. I really do. I haven't haven't thought about that, but I think you need get. Looks like you've thought about it more than I have, but I I think you need get. Uh, Adam Sandler is pretty awesome too. He had a not lately, but he has had a run of movies. Man, if you've ever seen Big Daddy. If you've ever seen uh, Punch Drunk Love, he is not a comedian in Punch Drunk Love. It's a really slow movie. I probably wouldn't recommend it, but he does an amazing job. He is in that movie with another one of my favorites is um, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip Hoffman Seymour. That guy. That guy. Philip, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Man, Adam Sandler. He did one with uh, was it anger management. That's a good one. Mary. How old's Mary's brother? See that? Yes, yes. Um, another way for... To say made up a story, um, you could say invented. Made up and invented are synonyms. Oh man, Hamoud, that's so nice. Yeah, I guess if anybody uh, has friends that are trying to learn English, I would uh, I would love their support. Thank you, thank you, and uh, if you. Haven't subscribed? Please subscribe. We do this every day. Beerslav, the weather in my area is actually pretty awesome. I plan on, I have to do a, a couple things for my students at school. I have to make up a quiz for them tomorrow. I can put that on the Google Classroom for this channel, by the way, if you want to take that quiz. And... I'm going to be sitting outside, I think, studying some Italian, maybe a little Russian and French. But it's a beautiful day to be outside. We haven't had a beautiful day in a while. It's been way too cold, way too windy. But right now, I think it's pretty, pretty nice. 61. 61 degrees Fahrenheit, which for my area, not bad. Ben Stiller. 
Jamie says Ben Stiller. Kevin Hart. Rod. Man, Kevin Hart can make me laugh like no other. Kevin Hart is awesome. William, yeah, River Runs Through It. Um, right around that time, he also did uh, Legends of the Fall. Your comment made me uh, remember Legends of the Fall. And I think he played a guy named Tristan in that movie. And now Tristan has become a really popular name. In fact, one of the guys that my son is riding his bike with right now is Tristan. Or did or did Tristan have to mow his lawn? I think his mom might have made him mow his lawn. Jamie might know better. So, because she's with him right now. Night at the museum. That's solid. That's solid. We, at the end of a school year, we showed that to the students. You know, it's a pretty safe movie. Not a lot of violence. Uh, Robin Williams is in that movie. One of my favorites. Robin Williams. Goodwill Hunting. If you, if anybody is wondering, and of course, if it's in English with the original voices, definitely a Boston accent right there in Goodwill Hunting. Apples? How do you like them apples? Uh, homogenous or uh, homogeny. There's that word again. Thank you. Um, you'll also hear like homogenous, meaning everything's kind of together. Homogenous, homogeny. Oh, is it illegal to teach at home, Hamoud? No, it's not illegal to teach at home. Some parents um, choose to, we call it homeschooling. So no, it's not illegal to teach at home. But there are some tests that our state gives that the students have to pass or their parents won't be allowed to keep homeschooling them. So, but it's not. Rod. All right, man. Good luck. I actually need to go too because that video... That Jamie and I did, Big Mama's House is a good one. Big Mama's House. Who's in that? Martin Lawrence, I think. Big Mama's House. It's a good one. Older movie. There you go, Mary. Old Soul. Old Soul. Anthony Hopkins fan. Old Soul. But I also need to go because um, I want to catch that premiere of, <coughs> excuse me, that video that Jamie and I did for Southern Slang. So I'm going to end it here. Thank you all for watching. Maybe I will see you in the chat on that video that's coming out if you can. But thanks for showing up. Subscribe, like, share, all that stuff. Thank you, Hamoud. Thank you for reminding me that of that. We'll see you tomorrow at this time. I think Jamie's coming in also. I think Jamie and I will do the live stream together tomorrow. So. Thank you all, and I will see you uh, tomorrow. I might see you a little bit later. Jamie is working tonight, so I might go on later in the evening, my time.
Okay, maybe I'll see you there. It's gonna be late if you're in like Iran, but uh, I think Mary was here last night. Paula was here. All right, in Kurdistan. We'll see you guys.